Welcome to Machine Learning. I want to talk about uh, not condemning others. Choose not to condemn others. Jesus saw sin as a result, result as resulting from deep unmet needs. Okay, we talked about the other day that one of the greatest needs that people have is the need to feel loved. If a person goes through life not feeling love, they are more inclined to act in behaviors that disregard other people's feelings. Maybe their actions are immoral and they may result in transgressing God's laws. For example, adultery or fornication. They may not feel that having sexual relationships with anyone other than their husband and wife would be something is wrong. And they might just say sex is a, a natural biological function and it really doesn't matter who you have it with. Which would show a strong disregard for respect for the other person, uh, proper respect for women, and also the boundaries that God sets between men and women for proper relationships. And so he says in the Garden of Eden, for this reason will a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife, and then she is to be his helpmate. Now what that means is not slave, but someone who can comfort him, give him counsel, help him through hard times, suggest ideas that he may not have thought of, and help him to become the man that God would want him to be. Now, sin carries a burden. We have no right to add more burden. Let God be bring justice. So we don't need to bring justice. We don't need to bring the hammer down. We don't need to condemn the person. We don't need to criticize the person. We don't need to be sarcastic towards the person. We just need to be kind. And one way to be kind is to restrain ourselves, set up our own boundaries, decide up front that we don't say an ill will word to another human being that could cause injury. And we should think about how our words or our sentences could impact the other person. Could, it make the, could they draw the wrong conclusions? Could they um, feel self-condemnation for themselves? Could they uh, begin to remorse and feel guilty that they, they had uh, not been the person that they realize, think, and, they, and know that you expect them to be? So we should, uh, we should remember that we do not have a right to add more burden to sin, and that's by being judgmental. Now, there are several principles that help uh, make things better in our conversation. We can start with a gentle startup versus a harsh startup. The contrast would be, why can't you uh, stop what you're doing and fix yourself? Uh, maybe a more gentle approach would be, it must be hard every day waking up and feeling the anxiety that you're not living up to standards that you you have expected of yourself. 
Um, criticism and contempt. That is a way to make ourselves look better, to put ourselves on a pedestal, to self-aggrandize, to make ourselves look as if we are a judge and they are a um, plaintiff or a defendant. And but more so even than that, that we are putting ourselves in the position of God to pass a judgment on the standards. When the Lord looks on people's heart, he doesn't look on the outward appearance. He may see in that person the possibility of change. When you look at Paul, who was Saul, Saul who became Paul, the some of the apostles were critical of that move because they knew that him as the Pharisee who persecuted the church. And yet the Lord said, leave him alone. He has a great mission to accomplish. And that mission would take Paul to Rome, the center of power in the world. And there he would argue before King Agrippa. And King Agrippa would say, that almost persuadeth me to be a Christian. Paul's legacy still lives on. There are others who follow in his footsteps in Christianity and preach the good word of God and stand up for morality and stand up for God. And they do not back down when the persecution gets tough. Now, the other side is taking the responsibility 100% for our behavior. That's called extreme ownership. When you can take ownership for your behavior, you can then change your reality. You can change your circumstances. You can find solutions. You're not waiting for someone else to fix it. You take the initiative and um, make it happen. When we're critical of others and, we're, and things are breaking down, our body language tells us that we don't like people. Our body language tells us that we're exhausted. We're full of negative emotions. And people can see that. They can see that we're hurting. They can see that we're depressed. They can see that we're angry. And those type of uh, emotions reflect in the body. When you feel positive and excited and, and optimistic about your future, you don't feel tired. You feel energized. Even though you've worked hard hours, you're sleepy, um, you still feel so good and driven by that energy that positive energy that makes you feel good. Um, when we we try to uh, make failed re attempts when we're we're uh, negative, uh, when things are breaking down, we have bad memories. We don't like the memories that we have. We're um, we're quick to to self-condemn and say, oh, you if I only could have done it this way. And so we live in the if I could have or if I should have or if I would have. But when things are going well for us, we're self-soothing. We advocate for ourselves. We're, we're our best advocate. We don't tear ourselves down. We don't call ourselves stupid. We don't call ourselves slow. We don't call ourselves weak. We do our best and we say, we, we talk about incremental improvement. We talk about uh, focus. We talk about self-discipline. Discipline's our friend. It gives us freedom. 
when you save your money, you have freedom to go on vacation. When you save your money, you can get out of debt. And when the economic hard times are coming like they are, we you don't have to succumb to the uh, desperation and liquidation of assets at fire, fire um, prices. And so, uh, fire sale prices. And so you are well prepared and you won't, are not afraid. These are all choices which we make and it helps us to become strong. And it is better to consider these principles. And again, remember, Jesus saw sin as a result from deep unmet needs. So how do we get those needs met? First, we advocate for our second self. Second, we trust in God. And what does trust in God mean? It means to surrender your will to him. Don't seek to do your will. Seek to do his will. Seek to listen to him and and wait for those impressions to come to your mind and heart. And as you do, act on them. Write them down. They'll be different from your normal thoughts. They might give you courage. They might give you hope. They might give you power. And they might change your life because you take the action you need to make a difference. You can have, do this. You can change your whole life in 48 hours. And uh, it all starts with a choice. Everything in life is a choice. The choice to go to work, the choice to get up, the choice to eat, the choice to love, and the choice to serve God. And not just to do this in a, in a rudimentary way but to really seek his will and then act on it, whatever that action might be.